0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the best hour of the day. Fern here. I'm here with a, a little bit of an off topic uh, with a, a, a now friend that was introduced to me by um, Vaughn Vernon from Affiliate Guard. Uh, Maurice, Tha- uh, I just butchered that again. Um, Reifman? Reifman, sorry. I had a brain fart. I was trying to read four documents at the same time. Um, and we're going to talk a little, a little bit about insurance, which is a very hot topic now in the midst of elections and increasing costs and all of that. And you guys have put together something that is very, very cool, super intriguing that I think a lot of affiliate owners are going to be very, very interested in. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive into this because this is a This is just really, really cool. Um, So thank you for your time, sir. My pleasure. Um, So full disclosure, everybody, health insurance is not something I pay a lot of attention to because I was active duty. My wife is active duty and I just don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. So uh, I'm quasi ignorant on the topic, which is uh, why I wanted to bring these guys on um, because I do know that it's very important and it is a point of contention for a lot of people. So um, hopefully this is gonna be a little bit of educational Peace for everybody, but also just expose everybody to some new ideas because obviously uh, rising healthcare costs are uh, a big issue, not just as an, as individuals, but as a nation. Quite frankly, you know, as far as like healthcare costs, you know, eighty percent of those are associated with chronic disease, and uh, we know that CrossFit is on the forefront of that battle. And most of our clients and most of us are that's not stuff that we deal with. So. Um, as far as paying fair share for that kind of stuff, I think this is a very, very interesting topic. So I think it's fair, Maurice, to kind of start with what's your current view as far as state of affairs for health insurance for individuals first, and then we'll kind of dive into you know, businesses.
1: It's become a political football, which is tragic. Because there are people who don't have the coverage or are afraid of the coverage or have enormously high deductibles, which keeps them from having what they should have in the way of access to health care. And it's killing people. Mm-hmm. Plain and frankly, it's killing people. What really matters is the fact of what. how can you get a doctor when you need one? Telehealth has been an enormous uh, opportunity. It opened up thanks to the COVID, if you can ever say thanks to covid right uh, but that only gets you for a certain amount of information mm-hmm. uh, it's not what can be done if you really need to see a physician so what's going to happen will be it will be continued to be a political football yesterday the Supreme Court weighed in on the fact that Congress uh, cannot just uh, deny um, ACA because some elements of it have been found faulty So even nowadays the uh, Supreme Court, which is prejudicial in its own perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, has agreed that ACA is crucial. Mm -hmm. There are some 20 million people who would lose their coverage if it doesn't go. So there's going to be health care. I'll go out on a limb further because we've been in this business for a long time and say there is going to be a national plan. If it'll come under the Republicans, it'll be touted that it is replacing ACA. If it's under the Democrats, they'll say we're offering universal care. Mm-hmm. Why will the two of them do this? Because the driving force in healthcare is the insurance companies, and they will make more money doing this than they have done even now. Because what'll happen will be the only way to avoid a to afford a universal plan is to take the money away from some other plan. Mm-hmm. What is left? Medicaid. Medicaid is a state-based plan and the insurance companies do not get their piece from a state-based plan. Mm-hmm. If it becomes a national plan, which is to say it becomes Medicare for the whole country, but the level of care will be at Medicaid level, mm-hmm. and a piece of it will go to the insurance companies. So there's my cynical assessment as to where we're gonna be sooner or later.
0: Well, to be fair, I don't know anybody that's not cynical about healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's just par for the course. I do think uh, there's a couple of things in there. I've been doing a little studying in there. Um, so obviously, most for the purposes of this conversation, we're, we're, we're going to be talking mainly about healthy populations, right? Because we're yes, talking about yes. affiliate owners and CrossFitters. So
1: yes.
0: I do want to kind of, I don't want to draw like a hard line in the sand, but I do want to kind of separate. We're not talking about folks that are dealing with uh, metabolic derangement, that are dealing with life-threatening diseases or anything like that. We're talking about the average person that walks into your gym that is, because they are healthy, is overpaying for healthcare coverage. And I don't know what the exact dollar, I do, I've do. i gotten some numbers from some of my friends that were just a little bit jaw-dropping what they pay for health insurance. And these are healthy individuals that, that are like me that very rarely go to the doctor for any of that stuff. On average, what do you see people are paying first as an individual and then for a family plan at, in the current state of healthcare.
1: It varies state to state. In some places, it is just exorbitant. We have a client down in the Carolinas who was told he would pay $3,100 a month, a rate a rise from 1200 plus 5000 deductible for each member of his family. That's an extreme case, but it's not unheard of. They're talking about raising the prices for the premiums because uh, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. COVID made insurance companies a fortune, too. So you can see anybody leaving there and going to a plan like ours, and I won't say we're the only ones, 50% savings every month plus additional benefits.
0: So It's
1: it's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. So... Now, what's interesting about that is, uh, and you and I, we chatted before uh, when we were on a phone call with Vaughn, um, and you threw a number out there to me that was, quite frankly, it was offensive, which was how much of my, if I was paying healthcare, how much of that actually gets used for my own services, essentially. And it, I think you said it was like 20%.
1: That's not my number. It comes from a national association that does... Um Work in setting pricing, so it's not mine. But uh, one doesn't publish that because there's no reason to poke your finger in the eye in the eye of the largest beast on the block.
0: Right. So that that's kind of the main driver and why this conversation is so contentious is because of the cost associated with it. And for folks that fall in the healthy bucket, it's a little bit more of a rub because now they're paying for things that, quite frankly, they know they're not going to need, uh, with the exception of catastrophic injury. You know which we'll get into in just a little bit, but that's what I think is the main driver here is is people are trying right. to find out what fits them. And for me personally, again, I, I'm I'm kind of out on the on the on the outside looking in here because of my situation. But a lot of people are paying, you know, what I would consider to be exorbitant um, healthcare costs who never go to the doctor. And then right. when they do go to the doctor, it's not it's not like I was reading somewhere else that like so like uh, extended warranties on on vehicles something like 2% of people like will use that coverage that they pay for. So if you pay for 4,500 for an extended warranty on there, like you're never going to use that. You just gave the insurance company $4,500 for something that may or may not happen. Um, And then what i found is, and at least for me, in a lot of those instances, had I just paid for the repair out of pocket, it would have been cheaper overall over the length of the, of that now that's not a one-to-one for healthcare that's a little different it's far more important right. but the same concept does apply is that generally healthy people will not use anywhere close to what they're putting into it and now that's sunk cost
1: let's take it this way let's create a new company for you called jason industries i like and it you have <laughs> you have 300 employees and you got money you're making money so what mm-hmm. would you do you would say i don't want insurance i will self-insure Mm-hmm. And the only thing I need to cover is if 10 of them went on a bus trip and they all ended up in the hospital in the ICU, I need that covered. And that's what they call catastrophic. Mm-hmm. So I would call a company that does catastrophic and say anything up to a million dollars I'll pay for. It. If it's over a million, you pay, how much will it cost me? Got it. And they'll say something like uh, 200 a month. Okay. So I pay that 200 a month. Now if any of my employees are healthier than usual. And I do that by bringing a CrossFit gym into my company. The savings go right in my pocket. That's what we want to do for CrossFit members. We want to create a company called uh, Coaches Coaches Health Association. Got it. You guys own it, and it's your company. You're healthy. The money stays in your account.
0: Got it. So I do, I do want to make a quick distinction because you brought it up earlier. So, and this is because I think they're just to educate the listeners in general. So what we're talking about is essentially like uh, a health share, right? Which we'll, we'll dive a little bit to more into there, but then you mentioned telehealth earlier. And for those that don't know, telehealth is a little bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? it's kind of a free for all right now because of COVID they've lifted cross state restrictions on physicians. So Correct. any re- physician for the most part can work at, like any state, they can make phone calls. They can do all that stuff, which is not the norm for anybody who doesn't know that Like Correct. you have to get, you have to get licensed in a state and then you can only work in that state. Um, but now that's not the case. Like because of COVID they're just like, we're going to take off all the restrictions. Physicians can work across state lines. Um, but telehealth is not what we're talking about. So telehealth is, Essentially, I would pay for a service to have more, uh, what's the word, more readily accessible physicians to help me out with getting a prescription or something of that nature. Is that that an accurate description
1: of that? Yes. Telehealth is when your kid is sick, it's one in the morning, and you don't feel like bundling the kid up and going to an emergency area nearby. Mm -hmm. You get on your telehealth, he looks at the kid, the kid is throwing up, here's what you need to give Mm -hmm. him. I cannot do more than that because I need to do a physical exam. Right. What we're talking about is the crucial component of good health, whether you're a a gym rat or whether you're uh, somebody who is ill, is have a good relationship with a physician you trust, Mm -hmm. physician you choose. That's not telehealth. Telehealth is the emergency dimension, if you will, and this is the basis of your health. You don't wait to get sick to see this doctor. You see him once a year. Mm -hmm. He has a baseline. He can compare it. And when you walk in next month, he looks at you, he says, you look terrible. What's happening? Mm -hmm. That can't happen with telehealth. He has no comparison or she. Right. So telehealth is cheap enough nowadays that we can throw it in at no additional cost.
0: Got it. So that would come with this whole thing. Yes. Got it. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about health share. So give the listeners here, or people who they kind of understand the concept, but give them the quick rundown on like, what is a health share?
1: HealthShare came from the Christian ministries who said, we trust each other, let's pool our money, and we will take care of each other. That was the basic concept. I give uh, full credit to Dr. Tony Dale from Sidera, who started this many years ago, 20, 25 years ago, and proved it. He had a bunch of friends who were business owners, and they said, why should we send our money to the insurance company? We'll do it ourselves. So that's the basis of where it came from. Earlier than that, it came from a guy named Benjamin Franklin, who lived in Philadelphia. And when houses burned down, it was costing the business a fortune. So they said, let's all pull together and somebody's business burns down, we'll share and rebuild it. And then they did a smart thing. They said, from now on in Philadelphia, you must build houses out of stone. Ten years later, there was too much money in the company. They dissolved it. We are kind of doing that. We're just improving it. We can't say everybody has buildings of stone that would be like somebody coming into the gym and can go through a crossfit routine no matter not everybody can but we're going to improve on that and you the crossfit owners are sitting on a fantastic asset and you haven't used it Mm -hmm. the asset is you have health your access to healthy people Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah i was going to say so i mean in essence all insurance providers are kind of a health share right like we all pitch in And then if I have some exorbitant costs that have exceed what I paid in that year, that kind of comes off of everybody else's pay. in now the, the difference, and again, hop in here and correct me where I'm wrong is health insurance are for profit entities. So whatever they don't pay out in claims that, that stays within the company and gets paid out to either those shareholders or the owners. Yeah. And that where this model, the policyholders are the shareholders. So if I pay in and then I don't use any of it, I have the authority to pull that back out and redistribute it to myself as a dividend. Is that correct?
1: Not as an individual, but as a group, yes. Right, yeah. You can declare a dividend for the group.
0: Okay. So some people are like, obviously listening to this and they're like, this sounds obvious. Like why are, why are people not doing this? Why? how is this starting to come up now and 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 maybe even a better question is like why haven't people done this sooner
1: they're doing it they're doing it most businesses which are for profit or for instance the county government in most counties in the united states self insure mm-hmm. and then they pay on top of that a premium for the reinsurance the what if the difference is they don't want to be in the business of processing claims so they pick an insurance company and they pay the insurance company added money for processing claims and for using the network. Mm-hmm. The network are the physicians who have no choice, they're paid the least, and with all due respect, they're not paying attention to the client, they're thinking about the next patient they have to see. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a waste of money. But it is happening all over America right now. All we're doing is saying, why should CrossFit be any different? Why don't you guys get together, not to share businesses, but to share the problem of coping with health. Mm-hmm. So in this plan, we offer the other things that CrossFit people want. We cover part-timers, which aren't covered under insurance.
0: No, they're not. We cover
1: people who are 1099s. So they're coming only for a couple of hours and are paid.
0: So that's a big one, particularly in the CrossFit space, because most CrossFit affiliates, their staff members. There are some that are run W-2s, depending on state and local laws. but a lot of them are 1099 for obvious reasons. Like in in most cases, it's more beneficial for both parties for write off for tax purposes. Um, But in a lot of instances, like that's legally what they should be classified. Now that's a, that's a state by state individual basis. So talk to your accountant, talk to your lawyer. Don't just make that assumption. But, um, This has always been a sticky one because covering 1099s appropriately is very difficult, if not impossible, outside of a scenario like this with a health share. Right,
1: right. And not only that, but the fact that you can bring the plan to them, you don't even have to pay for the plan. Just that they have an alternative to the exchanges, Mm -hmm. you've now saved them half the cost of, of healthcare. And so we have clients who don't really pay for their 1099 people just giving them the capacity to be part of the same plan as the CrossFit owners is worth it to them. They get a thank you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you're just, you just a lot, you're just bringing them in on the accessibility of a health share.
1: Correct.
0: So the, how does this work with, so let's just say they do like a universal healthcare or some sort of uh they, they bring back the mandate. Is this still covered? So if I'm doing a health share, am I, Am I going to be paying a penalty? I don't even know if that's still going no. to be in play at that You're point. You're talking
1: about ACA compliance. Correct. Yes, we're covered. We're
0: okay, covered so, states. so I Some get to states check states that box. I've got a health share. I don't need to worry about any of this. I don't need to go into the open enrollment. I don't need to do any of that stuff. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> That, I mean, that's a big one for people. They're just like, well, I don't, I, if I do this, am I going to end up paying additional and on top of that, because I, ha- I have to kind of, you know, check this box that I've got health insurance, if it's going to be universally carried or some sort of mandate, which is, you know, that's great for some people. It's not great for other people. You know, it's, it's a mixed bag. So I, I think just kind of fleshing some of this out, this stuff out is important. Um, okay. So talk to me about as an affiliate owner, why is this something that I should be interested in? You and I were talking a little bit before, but not only can I offer this to my coaching staff, but I can offer this down the line even further to my clients, correct?
1: What happens is we form the association, or which we have now, but we make it formal. The group meets and they say, we want to offer this and you write the rules. You can agree that anybody who comes uh, two or three times a week is eligible. So you can set up not just the medical rules, but the membership rules. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a good idea to do it uniformly. And then we are the bad guys to say to somebody, yes, you were entitled, but I'm sorry, you have a child with a genetic disease. And the best thing you can do is put your child into one of the plans available for children and the rest of you can join. Mm -hmm. And there's still savings there so that becomes
0: oh got it so they would the child or or that that person who has extenuating circumstances we would place them external from the from the share uh to their own plan but i could still roll the rest of us in just to recoup those savings okay
1: that's possible because we're a sharing plan with insurance you can't do that it's one insurance plan for everybody we're breaking it open we can do it any way we want
0: okay so so how does that work so i do i need to create my own entity? Like, so for me as CrossFit Rife, right? How does it work? Like if I was going to do, if I was going to pull the, pull the trigger on this and start offering this, what would I need to do?
1: You would join as an individual to what we have now called HealthShare Works, HealthShare.Works, the websites open and you can enroll. And from there, we move you into, in any way of several uh, options, into being part of CHA, the Mm -hmm. coaches Health Association. Association.
0: Yep. Okay, and then from there, now I can offer that to either my coaching staff who would want to utilize it, or the members that they look at. They're like, "Well, I can save seven, eight hundred, a thousand bucks a month on this by doing yes. this. Yes. Why? Why wouldn't I do that? So then, from there, do they enroll through me? Do they enroll through you guys? Is it? Is it? Just, I want everybody to be super clear on this. Is this collectively like my? Plan now that everybody's falling under, or are we getting rolled into the the larger health share plan?
1: It is the CHA, we we'll call it CHA, the, co-
0: the Coaches okay. Health Association. Okay. So we
1: can set up a landing site so that you can put it on your webpage. Okay. You can, you know, we're working with you. Yeah. We're your uh, manager. Cool. How do you want to do this?
0: Okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty then. So I think everybody conceptually understands how this works, but now practically. I think is work. all the questions start to come up, which is, all right, I need to go to the doctor. How does this work? What if this doctor's not in the network? how does all this work? Because you know, for anybody that hasn't had to do this. So like, all right, I've got insurance. I need to go, whatever. I need to go. My daughter last year got pneumonia. So we got to go to the hospital. They're like, okay, what's your insurance provider? And I'm like the coaches health association. They're like, get out of here. <laughs> how does that work?
1: There's a couple of ways. One of the fun ways is when they say, can I see your insurance card? You hand them your credit card. That stops them dead in the water. You say, what's this? You say, well, I'm part of a plan and I will pay this if it's not more than $500 and the rest, please bill me. So that shakes them out of their insurance orientation and brings them to it. Another way is we print some of the details on the back of the card that we give you. Mm -hmm. A third way is we say, what's your email? And we send you a letter and explain. Got it. There's several ways to do it. The bottom line is if it's an emergency, they always have to see you and they'll straighten out the risk later. If it's not an emergency, talk to us in advance. We've had many cases where when you talk to the doctor, he says, can I join this plan?
0: (laughs) So that's an interesting one. So I've got, um, oddly enough, I've got quite a few friends who are physicians and getting their side of this whole mess is also very interesting. So a lot of them um, also have beef with insurance providers because they're not paying in full or partial payments or things like that. So I think it's always beneficial to know how it works for the other side. Right. So yeah, it's good for me, but if the doctor gets screwed, then it's, then it's not going to be good for me. So why is this beneficial for the provider as well?
1: What we do is we say, for the start, we say to your group, cha, we say we recommend pay them 125% of Medicare. Okay. It's a nice flat number that everybody can say, okay, this would be a, a visit that I would get 250. I get 125% of 250.
0: Got it. So that
1: gives it up front. Secondly, if you want to pay more because it's coming in, fine and good. There is no paperwork. They don't have to join anything. All they need to do is to give you a bill and you submit it to us or you pay up to 500 and we reimburse you. We meaning your association. Right. We approve it. And it's up to you. You can always override our contention. You can say, well, this really should be paid because we know the guy. Right. Or you can have a physician who joins and he's now getting members from your uh, box, which is a great way to collaborate.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, if this is a
1: a physician in there.
0: Right. And and a physician who understands what you're doing, understands what you need, what you don't need, understands how this all works. For me, that'd be a perfect world. I've got physicians in here and that would be something that I would have a conversation with them because I think we would all agree, particularly in the CrossFit space, that is the ideal scenario is I go to a gym to get healthy. My physician also goes to that gym in order to get healthy. And then when I'm sick, I go see him. We already know how this works because we're part of the same health share. And then he gets what he needs. I get what I need. The process is smooth and everybody wins when you do that. So it sounds a lot (laughs) like I get to skip. It sounds like I get to skip a lot of the red tape where the providers, when I say the provider, not the providers, the healthcare, excuse me, the health insurance companies, uh, I am a little bit in the know on this. They call a lot of the shots. They say what is okay and what is not okay. They say what treatments, what tests can be run. They question or deny or approve all of that stuff. And if I go this route, I don't necessarily need to do that. Is that correct?
1: It gets even better. When you're going to your doctor who's in already and been approved and has been paid, he will tell you what specialist to go to. He is not obliged to refer the people who are in PHCS or some other network. So you've now entered the side door of medicine. Any physician sees about 2,000 patients a year. How does somebody sleep when they're worried about 2,000 patients? The answer manageable. is they're human beings and they have a short list. If I refer a patient to another physician, that other physician knows I'm on the short list. And this is human nature. This is not an aspersion cast on any physician. So what we do is we bring you to the attention. One doctor calls the other and says, I want you to see this patient. By the way, they're great payers. <laughs> There's no better introduction.
0: Right. Everybody wants clients like that. There you go. So some of the other questions is, are, what would be some of the prohibiting factors that would not allow me to join into the Coaches Health Association or this specific health share?
1: God forbid you had cancer last year. hmm you're now free of it, but you're a good candidate for having it again. Mm-hmm. What we say to you is, look, if you would join us, we would have to pay somebody $200 a month, let's say, to make sure that you have catastrophic coverage. We'll take you off that plan. You get a plan from any of the exchanges, and we'll give you $200 a month to help pay for it. And it'll be a $7,500 deductible. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because with cancer, what's $7,500? Right. So you'll get part of it from your current company, but then you'll have the big coverage, which allows you to go to any hospital in the world because they recognize Blue Cross Blue Shield and so forth. And so on. mm-hmm. That's one case. Another is, I'm going to have a family. We know that pregnancies are blessed. They're not a disease, but they come under diseases for some strange reason. So what do you do? As far, do as,
0: health, as, far as health uh, insurance is concerned?
1: They're treated, they're treated like a condition, like anything else. It's a medical condition.
0: I mean, I would agree my children are parasites, but I don't know that they're considered a disease.
1: <laughs> Jason, you just haven't gotten to the grandchildren yet.
0: Oh, did yeah, Nicole no, have... I have not. No, I have not. That, I, I did not
1: know that. That's what happens. In fact, it's worse because the preconditions, most insurance companies are, we're not going to cover you for all your expenses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, you have a larger possibility, but it's still minuscule that it will be an enormous bill. And so that's not deflecting. However, we say use common sense. So we would tell your child, the first thing to do is to say, if a person is thinking of getting pregnant, go for a checkup with your doctor. Right. Not after you're pregnant, before you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And find out if you're a diabetes prospect, whatever, and do the right thing to be healthy going into the pregnancy.
0: So... Uh, Um, a couple that was categorized. So I'm going to use my, my example because it is relevant here. Uh, My wife and I had our first child at 33 years old. Um, we weren't high risk at the time, but my daughter did end up being 25 weeks and two days premature. Sorry, 15 weeks and two days, 15 and yeah, 15 and two. So she was born 25 weeks gestational. So that's, that's, it's not as early as it gets, but it's about as early as it gets yes. as far as, as far as a viable birth. And, um, I did get the bill for that. Now I didn't have to pay it, but I got the bill and it was enormous. You know, it would have, it would have put us in bankruptcy for sure. Um, so that's what the, so that I can see where there, yes, there are instances where yes, being pregnant could be a real draw financially on, on this provider, but, most more often than not, it's not if I'm talking about a healthy individual. You know. Like 30. for instance, we had our we had our second child, my wife was thirty eight, and that was just fine. Okay. Yeah. So
1: that's what the catastrophic coverage is there for. Right. And by the way, the bills that you get from a hospital that you see are not the real bills. Thank you. President Trump tried to force them to tell the real story, both the insurance companies and the hospitals. And they sued the federal government. And the reason why they said this shouldn't be done was a humdinger. They said it'll confuse the public to have all this information. The real cost that gets settled on a bill, let's say it's a million dollar bill, mm-hmm. is about $225,000. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah. So I saw that he put that uh, that transparency requirement in there. I didn't, I, I would assume they would counter, They would have sued him to not do yep. that. So it's still is, not law. So is that is that still, um, that's still working its way through the process? So it's it's not a yes or a no at this point.
1: It's a dead on arrival because the insurance companies formed an association with the hospitals and they fought it. It's a dead on arrival.
0: So that will never be the case where we're going to get full right. transparency on a bill. Right. Got it. That's just great. But it was that's good great pu- good
1: publicity. <laughs>
0: that's great news for everybody. We'll never know what that's going to cost. Um. Okay. And then the approval process. So I, I've got, you know, we'll call it whatever and including my coaching staff, you know, north of 250, let's just say, we'll make up these numbers so they're clean. 250 people in my network at CrossFit Rife. And then people are submitting claims for any number of things. What, how does the approval process work? Hi, so this is always the, the kind of where you get into the, the weird, kind of treacherous water of abuse of not that people would do this, but it does happen abuse of the insurance policies. Like they start, they're going to the doctor six times a week for stuff. What is the approval process and how does all of that work? And then can I remove somebody from the policy or from the share? If that becomes a problem,
1: it's your company. Remember CHA Mm -hmm. is a membership committee. That gives you a lot more power and it tells the member, listen, you're not dealing with Mr. Big insurance company who won't notice you. You're dealing with your, your, your friends, your clients, because the plan is let's say a thousand people. It's still a thousand cross for gyms. Mm-hmm. Yes. If the author, the uh, group says anybody who's abusing it can be told to leave. We make an arrangement. They have a soft landing place. You don't say to somebody goodbye, right? This is healthcare. So there's an exit strategy. And it, it's reasonable. However, in some cases where there is fraud, for instance, I'm going to a physician who's my brother-in-law, and therefore I go as often as possible. Mm-hmm. We know that stuff. We've been in the business 42 years. Yep. We root it out. And there are discrete ways to stop it. One of the ways to give you an example so you don't think I'm blowing smoke is you call the physician's colleagues. Let's say he's in the town that you're in. And you say to the colleagues, do you think this is an appropriate policy? And the colleagues call the physician and say, hey, you want me to send to you, please stop this. Right. Works in 95% of the time. So you don't have to be coming in with an ax. You can use discretion. And physicians know they live by referral.
0: And then when you say there's a soft landing, meaning like we would do everything possible to not gap coverage. So they would, they would be covered until they found a new home essentially. Correct. Got it. The, um, what was the other thing I had written up here? This is a ton of stuff. This is a real sticky conversation, but this is great. I mean, like this is stuff that people are super concerned with, but nobody's talking about it in the gym space, which is kind of insane because what what group of people should be easier to insure than CrossFitters?
1: Correct, correct.
0: Right. Um, oh, I know what it was. The so me as the gym owner, I am the member of the shareholder, and then but my but my clients are not necessarily members, so they're not uh, in in air quotes a voting member. They just have a policy within that. Correct.
1: That's up to you guys. You set the rules. You okay. can have two tiers of membership. It's your game, whatever you want to do. And you can have a consensus. You can have a form going out. What's your opinion on this? And you're doing the right thing for people. I don't. Everybody do.
0: as a gym owner, I don't recommend doing things by consensus. You got to set some rules here. <laughs> um, but no, yes. I asked that. I asked that for uh, a reason, just because to know, like, where does the authority lie? Right. That's uh, that's always what this ends up coming back to is, who has the authority?
1: You. Okay you this is your company we're not kidding you own it and you make the decision there is a protocol there are committees some things can only be changed by uh, major uh, minority major voting right or some of the things can go to committee and the committee can decide for instance let's say you making good money and you want to add one chiropractic a month and it's not covered by any insurance oh okay
0: i see what you're saying do it, do it. So, oh man, I just got so many more questions now because of that. (laughs) Right. So this is, so this is where, okay, now this is starting to make, now I, my gears just started turning. So this is something now because I'm ensuring a healthy population, if everybody's putting in there, obviously we have the catastrophic instances covered, but if everybody's putting in there. And we shouldn't be drawing off of it in exor- in, in, in massive quantities because everybody right. is healthy. Right. Now what I can do is I can offer coverage for preventative visits such as chiropractic, some sort of, uh, I mean, could you throw, uh, I don't know, could you throw uh, diet, um, registered dietitians in there?
1: You tell me what you want to do. I'll tell you. So we're going to throw registered
0: dietitians in there. We're going to throw chiropractic work in there, massage therapy, all these other things. Now I'm so I'm trying to paint this picture, everybody, because now what you're doing is you are providing not only coverage for the things that people want and are worried about, but on top of that, added benefits. Right. So I'm I'm over delivering in massive quantities here, which is like what who wouldn't want a policy that covers one to two chiropractic visits a, a month? I would. I would do that or a massage therapy. Right. Because now it's now it's twofold. Right. Now I've created sustainability from a business standpoint for the people that are in my circle. Right. So you just bring these people in. Now, they have continual sustainable business because everybody's going to see them, right, for preventative purposes. So, they don't have these catastrophic injuries. You know, these are the things that prevent uh, people from having to see the ortho for all right. these purposes, right? So, okay. All right, Jason, take, cool. it,
1: take it further. Okay. If you are delivering that kind of business, let the massage therapist work in your box.
0: I've got one here. That's Why exactly not? what I would. That's exactly what I would do. Okay. And I would bring in a Cairo. I I would I would bring try to bring in somebody else too that that would, because again the, the the idea here would to be had to have this actually be a center of health. Like we all know, CrossFit is on the forefront of fighting chronic disease. But if somebody walked in, and this looks, tastes, smell like an actual center for health, which is not yes. what hospi- which is not what yes. hospitals look and feel like that looks like, Hey, we're treating chronic disease. Now you've got something pretty unique and everybody's going to want to have, have a piece of that.
1: There was a wonderful lady we have as a client who has this mantra. She says you get three chances a day to change your life. They're called breakfast, lunch,
0: lunch, and dinner. dinner. All right. I love it. Great line. That's very cool. Um, what else? What questions have I not asked here? Or what else do you think would be um, beneficial to cover here? Because here's what I know. There's going to be a million follow-on questions to this. We may actually have you guys back on to to kind of deep dive a little bit into this. But um, what else should people know about this that we haven't discussed? Uh,
1: We have to deal with the anxiety thing. How can I work with a company that doesn't have $40 in reserves? Right. The answer is, you don't get any piece of the $40 billion. If you have a plan and next year you use too much of it, your rates go up. Mm-hmm. So you're not really getting that fantastic coverage from the massive amount. You're getting the piece they dole out to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to say, okay, I'm going to think in a new way. You don't think, I'm going to go to the doctor. What do I care? I have a plan it will cover it. Because now you got to say, I'm going to the doctor. My colleagues do the same thing. What I want my neighbor to do this? This is what I should do. Mm-hmm. So it's a change in attitude. And once you change that attitude, it becomes yours. And when it's yours, you treat it. You take care of it.
0: You're just I'm treating it with a little to, bit. Yeah, just treating it with a little bit. Um, you're being responsible with it.
1: Bingo. We're not telling you restrict yourself. We're saying on the contrary, do the right thing in terms of all the components that make up your health. And now you walk into other areas like, do you want to start, promoting this for instance we had a plan till now and we still do it that if you send in your basic stats we pay you ten dollars a month just for sending in the stats weight height pulse low pulse high and how many times did you exercise for at least a half hour every month that's all you need to know i'm not talking about a fitbit i'm not talking about all kinds of theories i'm talking about the fundamental stuff why do we collect that? Because that tells us where you're at. So if your numbers are going way up in one particular area, we close your attention, that's all.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very cool. So yeah, I, I've heard instances like that, particularly in some larger companies where they have like an incentive program for people that exercise or you know they get their blood work done. But we all know that, that CrossFitters do this better than anybody else, which is track and keep track of all this stuff. So, you know, this again, that that's ultimately what everybody's looking for is like, I want something that falls in line with my lifestyle and paying into these larger health insurance providers does not fall in line with my health, with my lifestyle because my lifestyle is healthy. I don't eat refined carbohydrates. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. You know, I exercise on a regular basis. I'm doing all the things that would lead to longevity and health. So why am I overpaying for this? Well, because I'm, because I'm overpaying to cover other people's sickness.
1: You're covering because your wife said, or your husband said, I don't want to sound prejudicial. If we don't have insurance, I'm not staying with you. And I, we've seen these kinds of things happen, or I am not going to that pediatrician because he's the only doctor in our plan, because I wait three quarters of an hour and he barely sees my child anyway. Mm-hmm. Those are the crucial components that you now have control over.
0: And I can go see whatever doctor I want.
1: Absolutely. As long as they're not a crook. If they're a crook, we'll come down on them. You don't have to. You yeah. can still see them if you want, but you're not going to get the association to pay for it if they're overcharging you.
0: Right. So that brings up a good point. So obviously, you know, I would own the company and we would set the rules, but explain to everybody what your role in this whole process is.
1: So, obviously, you guys, this is a
0: business. You guys make commission here, but, right, you right. know.
1: Our commission, first of all, is fixed. So, if we don't make any additional money if your monthly contributions go up, and we don't make any money if your physicians have been paid less. Mm-hmm. You follow your directives. With that said. Because
0: that profit or lack of profit would just go in the general pool for potential distribution back to the right. collective later. Okay. Yes.
1: So what we do is we bring you the advice of what to do in the healthcare space. When do you need a specialist? Are there some cases where we will talk to your committee and say, this person should see a particular kind of doctor? Because that's indicated. We're not going to be physicians. We're not going to second guess physicians. But from our experience, we can help you avoid the pitfalls that make life miserable for the members. Life is miserable for the members I could tell you anecdotes up and down, but it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. When your insurance company doesn't understand what's happening to you and is saying no, and there's no recourse, you're paying a fortune and you get no answers. That is miserable. Here you get answers. You can talk to us. We pick up the phone. (laughs) We even do it on the weekend, although police don't call every weekend. Right. (laughs) Hey, this is an emergency. We had somebody recently whose child overdosed. They were at a hospital. They called us up on the weekend. There is no stomach pump at the hospital. We told them override the hospital, take your child out, take an Uber, and go to this hospital, which has the equipment. What did that cost me to do? But without the ability to do that, they would have lost the child.
0: It's terrifying.
1: That's when healthcare really grabs you by the heart and by the guts. When a child is not getting attention. We're an elderly, well, we don't do the elderly. We don't do anything over, let's say 62. That was because my next question, price, like
0: what's the age, yeah.
1: They don't belong in your group. Normally, all insurance and all sharing plans give you a price by age. And okay, so that's a great question,
0: right, which is, who is this for? We didn't cover that and that's my fault. So it, what is the demographic?
1: It should be anywhere from what it has to be covered because they're not covered under the parent's plan, because before that, they're in a family plan.
0: So 26 to 62, is that correct? Okay.
1: And we make it practical. If you want to cover to 64, it's your company. You tell me, we'll tell you what the cost will be to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, there's there's such thing as a healthy 65-year-old, you know?
1: The question is, do you want to cover them within your group? Right. That's your question. Yeah. So it could be, but personally, at that age, you're not going to have children. Mm-hmm. In, in a family plant. If it's a family plant, I can't see that happening unless they married really late in life. Yeah. But these are the details that we have the experience to tell you the pros and no's. We are the ones who will tell you, do not take this member mm-hmm. because we, whatever, there were reasons. Yep. We tell you the reason, the mem- the committee knows. The individuals right. don't.
0: Yeah. So I don't, I'm not required to be an expert. That's that you guys serve as that. Great. Okay, is that knowledge base?
1: And the expertise so, is in business, not in medicine. The doctors right. have the medicine.
0: Right. The, so what's the, you know, to try to poke holes in this, what are, the, what are the potential downsides to moving away from the traditional healthcare providers to, not healthcare providers, insurance providers to this health share plan? What's, what's Somebody's looking at this are like, nope, I, this, this freaks me out leaving this. I know what I'm going to get here. And I'm afraid I'm going to lose this, that, or the other if I move over to this health share.
1: Let me first take a pot shot at what you said. Yeah, please do. We are not the new. We go back to before HMOs. Okay. My mother took me to the hospital. On the way out, she gave the doctor $5. (coughs) That's what we're going back to. Those were the days,
0: Maurice. Those were the days.
1: (laughs) There was an intimate relationship between the doctor and the patient. That's our key point. What would scare somebody off? Well, my spouse said, if they don't have insurance, she's not going to pay for this. She must have insurance. God bless you. Go ahead. We're not going to try to stop you. Got it. This is not insurance. You are responsible for your bills. But what happens if it's a large bill? Then the sharing plan helps you. But I don't know who the sharing plan is. But now you do. It's your company. Got it. Whoops. How did we get around that? Why didn't we do this years ago?
0: Right. So, tip, So typically, I, I just want to kind of walk through this, and then I, I think that'll be enough for this okay. one, just because it's a lot. But so typically, I pay my premium every month. In a typical, yeah. Uh, well, so <laughs> in a in a typical, yeah, right. In a typical uh, healthcare plan, I would right. pay my my monthly contribution. Right. And then I've got a deductible on top of that. Yes. Correct. Either depending on what it is and your background, it could be lower, higher medium. And then how is this different? So there are there no deductibles here?
1: Deductibles make sense to keep people from just throwing money or going to the doctor, but you pick your choice. 500, a thousand. We'll mm-hmm. tell the committee what the cost should be for each of those two. Got I it. don't see choosing a plan of 5,000. Because that's going to keep you from going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, we can include something like we do in one of our plans, that even before your deductible, you have three visits where it costs you thirty-five bucks to go to the doctor, and we'll cover that up to three hundred. I mean, we that's once every that's once every four months.
0: We okay. We want to make it as
1: easy as possible to go to the doctor because that's the basis of healthcare. Okay. Man.
0: This is a lot. This is uh, this is really cool. So, if people definitely people are gonna have questions about this, where's the best place to go to find more resources to to reach out to you guys? And and because so, a everybody like, I'm not gonna have answers for you. So please don't DM me because <laughs> I'm just gonna hand you off to Maurice and the team. But okay. if if people if people want to stalk you guys a little bit and and start to kind of. Well, to, to kind of flesh this out a little bit to see if it's something they would offer and just to see, to test the waters and see how it would go. Like where, where would they go to find out more information or maybe even set up a phone
1: call with you guys for the individuals or they're interested in their covering themselves mm-hmm. right now, because if they're not, don't have that, they have to sign up with one of the exchanges or something like that. Go mm-hmm. to our website. Okay. www.healthshare.works. Okay. No, Healthshare.works.
0: W- okay, w- healthshare.works. Yep. Work. Okay.
1: If you're a physician and you want to talk about, or if you're a CrossFit owner and you want to talk about CHA, the Coaches Health Association, Association. send it to me, maurice at CHA.works. Cool. Awesome. You want to text us? Text the word health to 46786.
0: You guys got it covered, Maurice. It's like you guys if have done this before. If
1: you want a call and somebody will call you back, we have an 800 number, 987-5009.
0: Cool. So here's the deal, guys. Uh, I'm definitely going to look into it just because I think it's beneficial to offer it and, and we'll play around with it. Um, but... Uh, You know, with a lot of changes, the presidency kind of up in the air, nobody knows what's going on in the world. This is something that is going to be on the forefront, right? There's been a lot of talk over the past nine or two years almost about, you know, Medicare for all, healthcare for all, and cost is the driving factor here. And if there's a way that you can take a look at you, your group of folks who fall in the healthy bucket and can save them money. Um, at the end of the day, what you're actually doing is creating more stable client base and providing them better services. If Correct. they don't have to pay out ridiculous costs for healthcare, then they can continue to afford a gym membership, which is in turn going to keep them healthy. So we, we all know that how that weird vicious cycle works. And um, this is something that is pretty far out on the periphery for the most gym owners, but it pr- maybe should be a little bit more on the forefront because. You know, we all know that the turnstiles of gyms uh, with regard to churn rate can be pretty high. So um,
1: if you have a problem, a personal problem, give us a call. We don't just work with members. We work with people who need assistance too. Awesome. So if you've got a problem, for instance, you've got a medical bankruptcy or you have to close your gym and you want to save on everything, talk to us. We'll give you the best advice.
0: That's awesome. So again, guys, Works, Coaches Health Association. Um, it's definitely something worth looking into. And if you guys have questions, uh, feel free to DM us best hour of their day on Instagram or best hour of their day at gmail.com. I'm happy to hand you guys off to Maurice and their team or you guys can reach out directly to them. Um, Maurice, I learned a lot here, brother. Thank you for this. It's been a great
1: pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you awesome. for the opportunity, Jason.
0: Absolutely. If you guys have any questions, reach out and we will happily hand you off. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, day at gmail.com, or send us a DM over on Instagram, at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing
1: community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.